Welcome back to our study of 1 Kings. We are in 1 Kings chapter 17 once again and picking up where we left off before the holidays. You might remember that we met King Ahab, the king of Israel, who was a wicked king, a very wicked king. He was an idolater. He married an idolater, the infamous Jezebel who was the daughter of an idolater. So we were introduced to him, uh, to Ahab, and we were also introduced to Elijah, one of the best known prophets of the Old Testament. God did some amazing things through Elijah, as we will see, and for Elijah, as we'll see uh, today. We, where we left off was Elijah had told Ahab that there would be no rain in Israel until he said so. Of course, Elijah was sent by the Lord to say this to Ahab. Elijah was not doing this on his own initiative, but there was no rain or dew uh, that would fall in Israel until Elijah said so. And so there was a massive drought coming upon uh, the nation of Israel. And this was not an arbitrary thing. This was a fulfillment of what God had told Israel way back in Deuteronomy, that if they were not faithful to him, if they broke covenant with him, then there were several curses, many curses actually, that would come upon them as a nation. And one of those was the curse of drought. And so that is what is happening to Israel even now. But Elijah was provided for. God told Elijah to go and sort of hide out by a brook where he could drink. And God sent ravens to bring Elijah food. But as we saw last time, eventually that brook dried up because of the drought. And so what is going to happen to Elijah now? What is God going to do next? That's what we're going to see in 1 Kings 17, verses 8 to 16. Let me read those for us. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, that is to Elijah, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So Elijah has been fed by ravens, and now he is going to be fed 
by a widow and not just any widow but a Gentile widow so while he was at the creek or the brook that God had sent him to he had water to drink and the ravens brought him bread and meat morning and evening so God was providing for him in an unusual way so that he would be sustained even during this drought and now that he can't stay at the brook anymore because the brook has dried up God sends him to a different place where once again he is going to be provided for in an unusual way two things at least are unusual about how God is providing for Elijah now he tells Elijah to go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon so uh, the cities of Tyre and Sidon come up pretty often in the Bible especially in the Old Testament Tyre and Sidon were near Israel they were fairly close uh, in, in close proximity to the nation of Israel um, but they were Gentile territory they were not part of Israel they were not predominantly Jewish cities and so he's being sent out of Israel into Gentile territory into the pagan world as it were of course Israel has um, become paganized in a sense because they are uh, their king is worshiping idols so they're acting just like the nations that's what I mean by paganized they're still God's people and so on but they're acting like pagans or at least their king is and probably the majority of the people are are following him and so now Elijah's been sent outside of Israel which is supposed to be distinct from the nations um, but is again acting like the other nations and he's sent into Gentile territory into the region of Sidon to this place called Zarephath so God's going to provide for him outside of the nation of Israel and not only that he's going to be provided for by a widow he says um, behold I have commanded a widow there to feed you so uh, this woman uh, this widowed woman is going to provide for him and that's unusual too because of course in that day um, it was extremely difficult for a widow even to provide for herself um, there was very few there were very few ways that a widow could uh, work in order to uh, secure food and, and provide for herself or any remaining uh, children or family members it was a very very difficult position to be in that's why often in the Bible we're told uh, that God's people are supposed to take care of widows and orphans because those are two of the most vulnerable categories of people uh, especially at that time still true in many ways today but even more so then when there was no social security and so on so um, the this widow who is probably uh, even before we read the rest of the story we would think probably is having trouble providing for herself is now going to provide for Elijah how is that going to work um, something else that's significant about this story is something Jesus points out in Luke chapter 4 in Luke chapter 4 Jesus is in his hometown of Nazareth and he reads the scripture in the synagogue and uh, people are just amazed by what he's saying and then he says this this is Luke, tw Luke 4 24 to 26 it says, and he said, truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. 
But in truth I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land, and Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. Jesus is pointing out there are lots of widows that God could have sent Elijah to within Israel. But God didn't do that. God sent him to a widow outside of Israel, to a Gentile widow. We'll see how that widow responds to God's word here in just a moment. But this is um, just as unusual, or at least almost as unusual, Maybe you could even say more unusual than God providing for Elijah through ravens. Now he's going to provide for Elijah through a Gentile widow, a woman who probably has uh, no significant means of her own. In fact, we're about to uh, find out in the story just how desperate her situation is. Um, and a woman who's not part of God's people. This is very unusual in one sense, and yet, um, if we're familiar with the whole story of the Bible, it's the kind of thing we've come to expect because this is how God often works. So, Elijah does what God says. He comes to Zarephath, and he meets the widow. She's uh, there gathering sticks, and he calls to her and asks her for some water. And um, she goes to get it or is on her way to get it. And then he calls out again and says, you know, bring me some bread too. And she says in verse 12, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So she's got just a little bit of flour, just a little bit of oil. She is going to prepare a final meal for her and her son. And she's anticipating that after they eat this last bit of bread that she's going to make with this flour and oil, that they're both going to die. That's how desperate her situation is. That's how precarious her plight is. That she is in a bad situation. Again, it's always difficult, uh, especially in the uh, in these days, uh, for a widow to survive and to be provided for. But especially so in this drought. You think about the the story of Ruth, right? When uh, Ruth came back with Naomi, who was a widow came back from Moab to Bethlehem. And how did Ruth and Naomi have enough to eat? Well, Ruth went to glean in the field to pick up the the scraps, the leftovers, as it were, behind the harvesters. And it turned out, in God's providence, God's provision, that she was in Boaz's field, and Boaz was a redeemer, and Boaz was generous, and he made sure that Ruth had plenty to take home to Naomi, but um, normally, right, it would be a very, very difficult situation, very hard to uh, even make sure that you have enough to eat. And so this woman is a widow in the middle of a drought, and she's expecting that she and her son are about to die, and yet here's Elijah asking for some of her food. And even after Elijah hears that she doesn't have much left, 
he says something that might surprise us um, and would be rude and selfish if it wasn't followed by an, inc- a, an incredible promise that God uh, keeps for this woman. Look, look what happens next. Verse 13, he says, Do not fear, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterward make something for yourself and your son. Now, if that's all we had by itself, we would think, who is this guy and who does he think he is? Here's a widow who's about to eat her last morsel of food for her and her son, and then she's expecting them to die. Once you've heard that, are you really not only going to continue to ask for food, but ask that she would give some to you first? What is going on here? What Elijah is doing is he is asking her to exercise faith. He is asking her to believe that God is going to provide for her. And the way he does that is not only by asking for the first portion of this last bit of meal, but he give, with that request, he gives her a promise. Look at verse 14. It says, For... Here's why I'm asking you to do this. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. So the God that I worship, here's what he says to you. And this is the reason why I'm asking you for your first portion of bread. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. So God is telling her through Elijah, remember Elijah is a prophet, he speaks on behalf of the Lord. The Lord is telling this Gentile widow through Elijah, in essence, if you will trust me, if you will listen to the word of my prophet and do what he says, I will provide for you. I will make sure that you do have food, that you do have flour, that you do have oil. As long as this drought lasts, I will provide for you. The question is, is she going to trust the God of Israel? After all, you've got plenty of Israelites who are probably not trusting the God of Israel. Certainly the king of Israel is not trusting the the God of Israel. He's worshiping other gods. What is this Gentile woman going to do. She's going to trust the God of Israel. Look at what it says, verse 15. And she went and did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. So what happens? The widow woman exercises faith. She believes Elijah's word. She believes the God of Israel. And uh, what does God do? God shows mercy to this Gentile widow who has no claim on uh, on her, right? She's not a, a member of the, the chosen nation, right? The, the nation of Israel. She's not in covenant with God as a member of his people. Um, and yet God extends mercy to her. He provides for her and he shows faithfulness to her as he keeps his promise. He does exactly what he said he would do. 
So in this story, what we find is that Israel is under a curse, right? Israel is experiencing drought because of their sin, their idolatry. But for the prophet of God, Elijah, and the Gentile widow who trusted God's word through his prophet, in the middle of the drought, there's plenty. If we likewise trust the Lord like this Gentile woman did, and we take him at his word, we too will find that he is merciful and that he is faithful and that he is able to provide for us. Praise God for his promises and his grace. Amen.